You're listening to Her Voice Matters with your host, Jordan Murphy. This podcast is a safe space for women who have faced traumatic experiences in their lives. And with each episode, we will focus on creating a brighter future that will empower women to heal, grow, and thrive after trauma. So embrace your unique voice, reclaim your power, and step into your full potential. And now, here's Jordan. Welcome back to the show, guys. Today, we have a very special guest here with us on the show. We have the CEO of Divorce, Marissa Baker. I am so, so pumped and excited to have this girl here with us today. Um, So with that being said, Marissa, welcome to the show, and we would love to hear your story of everything you've been through. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, My story is not funny. I, I make it funny. So I've been married and divorced twice before 30. Um, when I was going through my second divorce and, and I'll tell my, my full story, I remember feeling so much shame around the fact that I would have been divorced twice by 30 that that's when I kind of started like owning and taking on that name. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to call myself this before other people can, because that was the biggest thing that I was scared of. And so I thought if I could just own this, like there's nothing anyone can do to hurt me. Anyway, so yes, been married and divorced twice before 30. And, um, you know, it's, it's such an interesting story to tell because a lot of times people are like, what happened? Did they cheat? Was it this? Like, did something horrible happen? I'm like, no, I really, I met my first husband in college. Um, it was not a great relationship. I don't think I would have known that it wasn't great, um, outside of, I just didn't feel like good in my soul. Um, and there were some red flags, but like you're in college, you know, you think you are dating someone. You're like, oh, the ups and downs are so normal, but really it was just like very toxic. Right. And um, so got into that first marriage in 2014. Um, I probably should not have. I made out with somebody else eight months before the wedding. And I, I told the guy I made out with, I go, I'm going to take this to my grave. And he was like, great things. And then two hours later, I called my fiance and I was like, Hey, I just made out with this guy. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And he freaked out obviously. Um, but then he forgave me and, um, reflecting now, I I think that I was like doing a little bit of self-sabotage. I think I wanted it to end and I didn't know how to end it and I didn't have the courage to end it. Um, and I thought that would do the trick and it did not. So when he forgave me, I thought, okay, well, I lo- I do love him and I now I feel obligated because now I've hurt this man in a way that I never intended to. So that marriage lasted about 1 year and I was just so unhealthy in it. Like I was binge drinking all the time. I was self-harming and like trigger warning I was like cutting myself and I like was writing sad poems and sleeping all the time and like just not, not a good version of me. And I couldn't really, I didn't have the awareness that I do now. So in that first marriage, I didn't have a reason. It was just, I'm feeling this really deep pain inside and I'm harming myself in multiple ways to make that pain feel real on the outside because I couldn't put a finger on why it was so bad. So 
Um, we ended up getting separated, I think in like January of 2016 and, um, finalized the divorce in June. But I met my second ex-husband in May of 2016, who I actually knew in high school and, um, I always loved him and his family and he was so cute and all the things. And he had also just finalized his divorce. And so we kind of, we matched on Tinder and we kind of connected over the fact that we were both divorced Mm -hmm. and, uh, neither of us, I, I'll speak for myself, but upon observation of him, um, neither of us took the time to heal after our first divorces. We didn't really take any time to reflect. It was more like, oh, yep, our exes were the problem. We're not the problem. We're leveling up. Look at us. We found each other. We're getting married. So nothing must be wrong with us. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to own your own shit and like grow when you're like, nope, I wasn't the issue. They're the issue. Right. And, um, so really quickly into my second marriage, I found myself in the same position with a different guy repeating the same patterns. I was self-harming. I was binge drinking. I was binge eating. I was overworking. I was flirting and trying to get validation from guys, literally anything to feel. And I was not a great partner. Um, and I, he was nice enough, but he also wasn't. And so he wasn't the greatest partner to me either. And and then we found ourselves after two years being like, okay, this isn't working. Let's just, let's like end it. Wow. And we did. So I, I can tell more of the story, but that's like the core of like the two marriages and the divorces. Man, that's a lot. And so now it seems like you're living like your dream life. I see like your videos living like with your best friend and stuff like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, My platonic life partner. Yeah, it seems it seems super exciting and awesome. That's actually one of the first videos that I saw on TikTok of you. I'm like, dang, like that looks looks like she's living like her dream life. Oh my God, it's it's amazing. Like, so I met my best friend. Um, let's see, I knew her. She was actually married to a coworker of mine, and so we were both married. And she would follow like my podcast and like my social media, and she was like the biggest hype girl. So I like she was like an acquaintance, but like a hype girl. And I was like, I this queen um and her and her me and her ex-husband were like close friends and we would talk and whatever and um i invited them out to my birthday party in january of 2021 and um which is new year's day and she came and um and he came and i was like hey something seems wrong like what's going on and she was like um well uh, my husband just asked for a divorce through text message. I don't have any family here. I don't have friends here. And so I choose you. I need a support system. Wow. And I was like, bet. Like, okay, <laughs> I've done this before, Queen. Like, let's go. And so, you know, I kind of walked her through that. We talked every day for like six months or I don't know, like four, maybe like four to six months. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I tried to really get her through that like really big hump of like the hardest part, like the six months, the first six months are like horrible. Right. And, um, then in May of 2021, I called her and I go, Hey, and she was like, Hey, I was like, how are you doing? She was like, good. And I was like, well, I'm not. And she was like, okay. I go, well, you just got rid of a human with two dogs and I'm a human with two dogs and I'm getting my second divorce. So can I move in? <laughs> Yeah. And <laughs> she was like, absolutely. Like I literally already had furniture on the way to her house. No way. <laughs> yeah. And we just joke that we are the husbands that we didn't feel that we ever received in the sense right. that like, we're kind to each other. We're understanding. We 
communicate. She's actually very similar to my ex-husband and I'm very similar to her ex-husband, but like the healthier, kinder, nicer versions. Wow. And so I think that was very healing for us to be able to have this partnership and like partnership. I mean, like this girl went into like anaphylactic shock last weekend and I was like, let's go to the hospital, baby girl. Like I'm your emergency contact. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's been amazing. That's awesome that you guys have each other though, especially like during like the hardest times of like your life really. And that that's very special. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. like whenever it comes to like dealing with shame and stuff like that, and what do you, what helped you get over that? Oh, I'm the queen of shame. Oh my gosh. Um, I talk a lot about shame and it's because I was shamed a lot by random people on the internet. And I was also probably the biggest perpetrator in like shaming myself. And it was like, I would get comments every single day. You're damaged goods. You're defective. You're a red flag. Um, oh, you're a twice divorced life coach who would ever take advice from you. And, and all of these horrible things, future cat lady, like you, they used to tell me I looked old. I'm like, what? Look at me. I'm adorable. And (laughs) it's so mean. And you know, I was talking to my coach one day, I have a, like a business coach and she's also one of my great friends. And she said, what part of you believes what they're saying? She goes, if somebody told you you had purple hair and you didn't have purple hair, she's like, you wouldn't care that they said you had purple hair. You'd just be like, I don't have purple hair. And so that was like the day that I learned that there was a little part of me that believed what all of those people were saying and was also saying those things about myself in the back of my mind. Um, But I do have a story because... Uh, let's see. I think it was last year in March, the UK Daily Mail wrote a story about me. And the entire story was about the premise of how everybody was shaming me for being a twice divorced life coach. And so, um, what was it titled? Life coach branded a joke after revealing she's been married and divorced twice before 30. And I woke up and read that headline and went, okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm like, what do do I do with this? And so that article in conjunction with my ex's family started commenting on everything and saying, I'm a lying, evil, cheating narcissist, and I'm this horrible person and I'm garbage and a terrible wife. And so those things combined, I like lost it that day in the sense that I called off work. I came home and I like sat on my floor in my bedroom in a fetal position and I just cried. And I'm like, what do I do with this? Right. And like, I, like, it was so hurtful. And, um, I remember thinking two questions to myself and who knows if it was me, maybe it was God. I don't know. But it was like, Marissa, who do I say that you are? Like, say that's God talking, right? Who do I say that you are? Number one. And number two, who do you say that you are? Do you believe that you're damaged goods? Like, who are you? And um, one of the really cool things is I had this, I'm not like super religious or anything, but I had this Bible that my ex's family had given to me and um, I hadn't read it for two years. And in that moment, it was like, just go like, just why don't you just try and read a verse or something like that? And I went and I picked up the Bible and on the front of the Bible, it says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I went, oh, that's who God says that I am. Wow. And so I, and I read that and then I opened up to a random page like I do when you're someone who doesn't really read the Bible that often. Um, and it literally talked about how your enemies are going to say these things about you and how God has your back and, and whatever. And I thought, wow, like how weird. And 
I just think from that moment, it's, I just ask myself those questions all the time. Who does God say that I am? And, and who do I say that I am? Because at the end of the day, what I believe about myself is much more important than what random people on the internet or what my ex's family thinks about me. That's so true. That's very powerful. Man, your story is so, so inspiring. Tough did, you time. Think, did you ever think whenever you were going through all of that, that you would be who you are today, like sharing your story with probably millions <laughs> of people? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. I knew I wanted my life to mean something. I wanted to, if this was going to be my life, I needed it to have meaning. If I was going to be the twice divorced girl and have gone through these two things, then I needed to help other women go through it. I, I need it to mean something. I can't just be, Oh, that's, that's what you are. Right. right. Um, however, like I had this weird relationship with joy and grief. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the quote, uh, the depth of your joy is directly related to the depth of your grief. Oh and God. yeah. And I remember reading that quote one day and I thought I'm never going to be that joyful because I'm never, I'm not willing to go there with my grief. I'm not willing to feel the pain. And, um, so I think the old me who was like not willing to feel that discomfort or the judgments of other people would have told you, no, I would never share my life on the internet like that because it's incredibly vulnerable and incredibly scary. Right. Um, and then at some point I just decided I'm willing to feel it because if that's the way that I get joy, then I'm willing to go to the dark parts too. Wow. Yeah, man. I love that. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about like you do one-on-one coaching or mentor mentoring or whatever. How, how does that work? How can people, can they just send you a message on Instagram or? To yeah. Get so I, I work full time. Um, so I'm very, I'm not out there like pursuing people come coach with me. Like my philosophy is very much that my people are out there. They need what I have and my people will find me and the people that need coaching or want coaching or want to be on my social or want group stuff or want me to speak, whatever it may be, they are going to find me and they were going to ask me directly. Um, so I don't necessarily have like these links that are like, sign up with me right now. But yeah, I would say like message me on TikTok, IG, send me an email. Um, yeah. My motto is if they really want it, they're going to, they're going to find me. Yeah, I, absolutely. I agree. So can you um, give us your Instagram username for anyone listening that way they can find you? Yes. It's the T H E Marissa Baker. Awesome. Perfect. So if you guys listening, you guys know who to hit up for help. If you guys are struggling, um, going through the same exact thing, just please know that you guys are not alone. So, yes. um, in conclusion though, like, do you have any advice that you would share with these women? If there's like one piece of advice that you can give to anyone listening to this, going through the same exact thing? Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I'm most passionate about truly is, is, women going deeper, whatever that looks like, right? Like being willing to go deep into the feelings mostly, because I think a lot of us were taught when we're like four years old, like not to feel and to be strong and that joy is the only acceptable emotion or whatever. And, um, and then we end up shoving down and resisting everything else in our lives. And I, I read a quote the other day that said, what you run away from is what runs you un until you're willing to confront it. Um, yeah, that was good. That was yeah, good. Was really good. And so I think being able to go deeper in that regard, um, and really just not being afraid to question your brain. Um, and what I mean by that is like, your brain is like firing off like hundreds of thoughts and like any given moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
I think a lot of us will take that information and just take it as truth. Well, my brain said it, so it must be true. Um, and the reality is, is our brain lies to us all the time. Like, yep, it sure does. Yeah. It's like the weirdest thing ever. Right. Um, and so one of the things I like to do is just kind of be like, how, like, where did that thought come from? Like, is that true? And even if it were true, like, is it helpful? And, and, like, is it kind? Is it good? Like, how is it serving me? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of us hold on to a lot of different, like negative thoughts or maybe not even negative thoughts. Like it could be a neutral thought, but it's just not serving us. Exactly. Um, yeah. So not being afraid to like, just kind of challenge those, um, and a specific example just to give is something I realized recently that I didn't believe before I got divorced. Um, was that I had to heal outside of the relationship that I was not able to heal if I was in the relationship with that person. Um, and listen, I like my path. I like that. I chose divorce. I love my life right now. I would not have it if I didn't choose divorce. Right. And there is a reality out there where I could have stayed in that relationship and healed and also been happy. So Mm -hmm. I just don't want women thinking like I, the answer is I stay or I go. It's, It's whatever you want it to be. You have a million options in front of you and you can leave and heal. You can stay and heal. You can separate and heal and go back, whatever you want. So just knowing, you know, awesome, man. That's so inspiring. So thank you so much for being here. I, man, you've provided a lot of value to this audience for sure. So thank you so much. And I definitely would love to have you on the show in the upcoming future. If you have anything else that you would love to share uh, with this community, that would be awesome. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you for having me. It's so fun. I love doing this stuff. And, you know, I, I am the divorce girly, but I feel like what I talk about is so much bigger than that. Um, yeah. So I'm always down. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Yay. Thanks for tuning in to Her Voice Matters with Jordan Murphy. Our mission with each episode is to help resilient individuals rebuild their lives, regain their confidence, and overcome obstacles that may be holding them back. To make sure you don't miss an episode, remember to like and subscribe this podcast. And as always, if you or someone you know is experiencing abuse or trauma, please seek professional help and support. See you next time on Her Voice Matters.